to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. My guest is Leanne Rimes. Leanne is a Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, actress, and author. She's sold more than 37 million records, and she's had over 40 songs hit the charts in the U.S. and other countries. She's been singing since she was three years old. Growing up in the spotlight, however, had some downsides. She's also talking about how to be wholly human, which happens to be the name of her podcast. Some of the things she talks about include self-care, getting help, and discovering how to be true to yourself. Make sure to stick around until the end of the episode for the therapist take. This is the part of the show where I'll break down Leanne's strategies and share how you can apply them to your own life. So here's Leanne Rhymes. She's mentally strong, and this is her story. Leanne Rhymes, welcome to the Very Well Mind podcast. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me. So I love the fact that you've been so open about sharing your story and how you eventually sought treatment for depression and anxiety. Yeah. Um, I think that that was, there was such a huge piece for me is to be able to share my story and to, you know, that, that was a big piece of healing, I think, um, you know, to, to really kind of step outside of the shame. Cause I know there's so much shame that, that kind of encompasses and goes along with depression and anxiety, um, in our society. And so for me, you know, really being able to share my journey has been very, very healing. And I understand that it was the day after your 30th birthday that you actually decided to seek help. Can you tell us what happened that made you decide, okay, today's the day I'm going to get some help? <laughs> um, I don't know if it was like, it, it, what happened was the 30 years before it, basically. <laughs> My lifetime. Um, you know, and there was, I was going through a lot of um, dental surgeries at the time. I was actually in a lot of physical pain. Um, also, and I just thought, you know, I don't want to start another decade of my life, um, you know, in this much physical and mental anguish, really. Um, so yeah, I was, I just realized that I, how codependent I had been my whole life. There was always someone around me, you know, there was always a manager or an agent or publicist, like whatever it was, um, my parents, you know, I started so young that my parents were, you know, constantly with me on the road and my managers for a while. So it's kind of like I was always, I was always being handled and I never had time to really get to know myself like outside of others. And so, um, yeah, it was time. That was the, that was, that was the moment. And it's been quite the journey, you know, I'm almost 40. I'll be 40 next year, but I'm, I'll be 39 in August. And um, it's definitely been, it's taken all of these nine years to really kind of come into a space, um, where I feel more grounded in my, my own self, um, out, like I said, outside of other, cause that's, you know, you think of, like I said, I was always being handled, but I was also performing for the world from so, such a young age. So there was always energetically like my kind of, um, what felt like responsibility for other people uh, and to, to be entertaining. And so 
Um, you know, like I said, it's taken nine years, I guess, for me really on this healing journey to to come into a space where I feel more um, sovereign in my own my own space and my own energy. Right. You grew up in front of the cameras and everybody saw you grow up and had all these questions yeah. about who's Leanne Rhymes. And I know you must have felt pressured to be who you thought people wanted you to be, right? Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of I think everybody can relate in some way. And I think a lot of women, especially, of, you know, having to be the good girl and having, you know, so many outward expectations upon you. Um, we all have them in our own way. Mine were just like times a million. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it was, uh, there was a lot of, of expectation and a lot of things that I put on my shoulders that definitely weren't really mine. Um, and like I said, I'm still, I'm still taking those, I'm still taking those expectations off my back <laughs> to this day. <laughs> How did you realize that you were just trying to be who you thought what other people wanted you to be? And then there was a different version of the real you. Oh, wow. That's a multi-layered, I guess. But really, I mean, there was just a massive disconnect. Like I was totally disconnected from self. Um, There were so many fractured pieces. Um, And as I started diving into, you know, lots of therapy and different healing modalities, like I started to, I started to come in contact more and more with, um, well, the self, you know, my, myself. Um, and so I, I started to recognize like how, how I kind of cut off of you. I kind of think of it as like cutting off limbs and like pieces of my, you know, skin for and giving little pieces of everything to everyone. And when I finally started to, to recognize that there was this kind of split in me, um, I started to be able to take back those take back my limbs and my skin and my body. And I got to have like, I got to be whole again. And, you know, I'm, it's, I think that's a, for me, at least, I feel like it's kind of a lifelong journey of, you know, as the healing is so multifaceted and multi-layered. And so um, I feel like right now in my, my life personally, I'm, I'm coming to and rubbing up against a new layer of healing and a new layer of uh, discovering um, more about, who I am. And so, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. That's that's all I'm going to have to say. (laughs) Do you think that you probably experienced depression and anxiety before you got help? That's a really good question because I was thinking about that the other day because I I forgot who I saw speaking on uh, about depression and how they actually uh, realized that they were feeling anxiety very early on or depression very early on in their life, like around six or seven years old. And I, um, I started to think about that and I'm like, you know, I think this probably went back a lot further, um, than what I recognized. Um, you know, there is absolutely no talk and discussion about anxiety and depression and, you know, my, my, my young life, um, in my early my early teens, like I remember my mom has battled with depression forever and had a lot of surgeries early on um, in in my childhood. And I remember her always being very, very sad. And there was kind of this joke. I was, I'm from a place called, um, or I was born at a place called Flowood, Mississippi. And in Flowood, they have the women's hospital and like the mental institution. And it was like, there was this joke that I heard every so often, um, 
that basically, you know, like, don't be careful or we'll send you to, we'll send you to Flowood. Like, <laughs> and it was, I remember growing up with that and my mom being sad and like thinking, oh, my mom needs to like, they're, they're going to send my mom to this place in Flowood. And it was, it's awful. Like I can laugh about it now, but like, you know, growing up in Mississippi and Texas, like especially Mississippi, there was like no talk of this at all, except for that kind of joke. So, um, you know, for me to, to even recognize that or have any verbiage around it um, at that age or when I'm in my younger teens, like I definitely would have, wouldn't have known that that was what I was experiencing. But um, I definitely think that I, I had, um, especially, you know, after I, after I started publicly uh, and became so famous so quickly, um, there was definitely, definitely, definitely anxiety and depression there. Understandably so. And you talk a lot about healing and wellness and you have a podcast called Holy Human and different treatments that it wasn't just about one one way, one path to wellness, right? No, not at all. Wellness for me is, I love, I love discovering things. That's actually something I used to say, I don't like to learn. I don't like to read. Like I, I, I thought I knew like this piece of myself and I, I love to read. I love to learn. Like I'm constantly interested in not really bettering myself. I wouldn't use those words because there's nothing wrong with me as is, but um, to improve my quality of life. And so I am am constantly, you know, trying different things. I'm like, I'll try anything once basically just to see like if it works because you never know. For me, it's like I've never, you never know where healing's gonna come from. Like it can come from s- simple things as a conversation that you didn't expect to have throughout the day to like the breath work that you just, you know, tried to, you know, talk therapy. Um, like I was, I'd done talk therapy for many, many years and I just actually started back um, during this pandemic um, doing talk and trauma therapy. And so that's been really, really helpful. So I'm never, I never shut off anything. I'm constantly like, I leave the door open to to experiment. And I always feel like depending on where I'm at in my life, um, you know, there's different needs for different situations. So yeah, I'm I'm way open to to just trying things, trying what works for you. I love that you said that. I happen to be a talk therapist, but I always work with people on experiments because I don't know what's going to work for best for you. Right. (laughs) And there are lots of different avenues and so many different paths about what works best for one person might not necessarily work for everybody. Mm -hmm. So until you explore, you don't really know. But I'm curious, what are some of the things that you have found that are helpful to improving your mental health and helping you feel your best? Oh, wow. Um, Mindfulness definitely has been key. Um, I mean, simple, simple things, Uh, you know, really my, my body, my whole life has basically been in fight or flight. And by flight or freeze. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly in one of those states, um, which I'm sure a lot of us are. And, you know, what I've really been focusing on of recent, um, and I've, I've found, I've known that this is the case, but I've, I've really been putting it into practice is little moments throughout the day of mindfulness and really interrupting the patterns of, you know, that are, um, that are my current pathways, <laughs> my current neural pathways. And really, you know, that can be something so simple. And what I find is the simpler, the better, like, um, you know, feeling into my toes on the ground, like listening to 
you know, what the sounds that are around me, like taking some deeper breaths, like just paying attention. Um, and that has been, that has been super key. And that is one of my, throughout my day that that is my go-to is to, to become more mindful and to really break those old patterns. Um, how have you learned about mindfulness? Because I have so many people who who write in readers and listeners that will say, I want to learn more about mindfulness, but how do I do it? How did you learn about it? Oh my gosh. Um, kind of from everywhere. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of talk about mindfulness and people are, you know, it's, it's something that I've, I've kind of pulled little pieces here and there from. Um, I really started getting into meditation, uh, several years ago and I, um, have started working with breath work and then, Honestly, like mindfulness has been in my peripheral for a really long time, but I really haven't, I haven't come, I haven't put it into play like I've been putting it into play now until um, Dr. Judd Brewer, who I actually had on my podcast for this new season, um, he wrote a book called Over, um, hold on, Unwinding Anxiety. Yes, he's been a guest and, on our show as yeah. well. I love his work too. Which is amazing. I know, I love him. Um, but that really, noted, recognizing how we're all just one big habit, (laughs) like we're all one big habit. And so that to me was like kind of an aha moment where I started to really get back into mindfulness of, and recognizing that I can change these patterns. It's just repetition. Um, it's really practice. And so, yeah, that was, he kind of reintroduced me back into, um, how important mindfulness is. Because he talks about instead of getting in that state of anxiety that then fuels our anxiety even more and thinking this is awful, I can't stand it. Right. He talks so much about just noticing it and being curious. Yes. So I'm glad that you appreciate his work as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, curiosity is such a huge piece. And um, I I think what I've also recognized too uh, is the more we resist something, I know we hear this wherever we resist persists. And I think the more I resist the current state of of things within my body and with within my emotional state, the 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 longer it continues, and so the the I say the quicker, but the 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 sooner I can become aware of what's going on and then soften into it and allow it to actually express. Um, that is that has been key for me also is just to give give what's there its space to express. Yeah. I like that a lot. So mindfulness and meditation sounds like those things have been really powerful. Yeah. What else though has helped you over the years? Um, I guess it's been almost a decade now that you've been working on this. So I suspect you found various things. Can you explain? Yeah. Breathwork has been, that was a huge opener for me, um, especially kind of being more connected within my body. Um, I for so long now have... Can you explain? I suspect some of our listeners yeah. don't know what breath work is. Can you explain what it is? Yeah. So um, that's a good question. How do I explain it? it feel, it's more of a, it, it's more of a experience, but breath work, the breath work that I work with a, is a three-part breath. So it's usually it's in through the mouth and through the stomach and then out through the mouth. And so it's, it basically um, kind of allows you to get p- past that, that, primitive brain and into more of the way I describe it, get into more of my spirit, into more of the, what is, yeah, my soul. I feel like it's, it's something that really gets you in touch with what's underneath the thoughts. Um, It definitely changes, you know, your nervous system and 
it gets you, for me, it's really key to bringing me out of that fight or flight response. So um, yeah, there's tons of different ways to breathe, but that is the three-part breath is what I've I've worked um, with for many, many years. Um, There's a lady named Ashley Neese that I found years ago um, that I worked with for several years. And I uh, breathwork, once again, is something that I kind of let go of for a while and have come back to recently. And it's uh, it's so key. Oh my God. It's um, it's transformational. So anybody out there wanting to try the three-part breathwork, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, and yeah, you know, we're learning to work with, learning to work with my own energy. Um, like I said earlier, kind of knowing, starting to know, um, starting to know my own body, like I, and, and my own sovereignty and my own energetic field has been really important. And that's, it's still, I'm still working <laughs> with that. I actually, uh, actually went back on the road for the first time, you know, through, um, through out COVID, obviously we've been, you know, sitting at home. I haven't, I don't think I've ever been off the road for 16 months like this at one point, uh, you know, for a solid period of time. And, uh, I went back out to do my first show recently in front of thousands of people. And, I was so triggered. I'm like, oh my God, like the, the experience that I'm having right now is so intense. And it was also like nothing happened. Like I walked out, it's like riding a bike, like, like it didn't feel like there was 16 months that went in between. But when you've been at home and my nervous system's calmed down and, you know, I, I didn't, I recognized when I went out, like how unhealthy some of this is. <laughs> Like, this is not the normal experience that I'm supposed to be having. And I've been having this like heightened of an energetic experience for my whole life. So it was, it was quite shocking. And, uh, I have, I've, I've been, uh, I've, I, I've come home after that. I came home after that show, like really recognizing like all the new, all the ways in which I'm going to need to implement new ways of being within that world to support myself. So for me, like I, I, I wouldn't have known a different energetic experience if I wouldn't have actually come out of that, you know, for 16 months. So it's, um, it's been a, it's been really good for me to this time down to understand like, oh, there is a different way of experiencing the world. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. I'm hearing from people who are going back to the office Mm -hmm. and maybe they're around 10 or 12 coworkers and then they come home and they say they're exhausted from just being around people. Yeah. So I can't imagine going from being at home to stepping on the big stage in front of thousands of people and what that must be like. Yeah, it was, it was intense. (laughs) So then during the pandemic, did your mental health get better? Oh, we've talked about so many people who struggled during the pandemic. But in your case, did you feel like it actually improved? No, it got way worse for a while. And then and then, and then I think um, and then I think it got better. Yes, I definitely had the you know, like I like I said, I I have my whole life been on the road. I've never had this much time at home. Like my nervous system was just like, what are we doing? Even though I meditate and do all the things like. I'm still, there is still this kind of, uh, this kind of energy that's always on, um, that really kind of is, is my baseline really. Um, and so when that got taken away, the, the false security of having a job my whole life, like, you know, like having all the things, all of the things got removed and 
I was terrified as everyone else, including, you know, feeling like you're going to walk out your door and die. Like that's, you know, what we were being fed at the time. And, um, so I, yeah, I think like everyone, I had a, uh, it was a lot of fear and, um, I had very scary experience for, for several months, but I, I think I was able to, um, recalibrate in a lot of ways. Like there are a lot of gifts within that, that I can see too. And I don't think I recognize how much I had recalibrated until I went back out on stage and I was like, whoa, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. What are your warning signs when your mental health starts to suffer a little bit? What, what do you notice? Um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, hmm. My sleep. I, I haven't really been a great sleeper in my whole life, but I've, I am obsessed with my aura ring now and <laughs> telling me all my good, my sleep patterns. And so, um, I really recognize, you know, like I start to get really anxious at night, um, more anxiety, I think, and, and ruminating, like a lot of ruminating thoughts, um, would be key to recognizing like when I'm kind of spinning out of control. Um, yeah, I also, I would say I also, um, really retreat. Not that I'm, I'm actually, I, I joke that I chose the wrong profession because I really feel like I'm an introvert and an extrovert world. Um, but I, I, and so I do, I do like my alone time and, and quiet time, but I retreat even further. Um, I get really tired. Like, you know, I'm, I like to go and do things. Like I like to work out I take care of myself. And, you know, I, when I start to like get really low on energy, I can tell that there's, there's some depression settling in. So, um, yeah, luckily that definitely happened, um, during COVID some, some pretty heavy depression, but I've, I've now come out of it on the upside of that, which has been good. What are the first steps that you take when you start to notice that things are starting to slip? What, what do you do now? Um, hmm. I, I have a lot of great people that I can call upon. Um, I know therapy it was trauma therapy and really kind of getting back into that was my, the, the key, I think that's kind of helped me come out on the other side. Like as soon as I was just started noticing, like there was more than a couple weeks of just really being exhausted and lethargic and not wanting to do something. I immediately was like, I need to, I need to get back into some therapy. So, um, I think checking in with my doctors, checking in with people who I know, like give a shit <laughs> is a good thing um, that have my back. You know, I, I have some really great people. I'm very fortunate in that way. And um, yeah, some just to have it, you know, to also to get a, a different perspective because sometimes we can, you know, be in our own world and not be able to step out of it. So I've always found that therapy definitely helps with that. So yeah, I think really kind of... Um, and also, you know, checking in with how much I'm allowing myself to rest, like how much time I'm spending outside in nature, like connecting with those pieces of me. Like, am I, am I connecting with myself? Am I listening to what my needs are? Um, that's where I start to kind of put some questions and feelers out there for my own self and saying, you know, am I really taking care of myself in the way that I'm needing? I love that you talk about this being a journey because so often it's easy for people to talk about mental health like they've come out on the other side. Like, yeah, I used to have depression, but now I feel better and here's how I did it. Right. <laughs> and they don't really talk about the natural highs and lows and the ups and the downs. And 
sometimes we experience things like anxiety and it comes back. It might go away, but it's an ongoing battle for most of us to say, how do I stay in as mentally healthy as I possibly can? Yeah. And it's a day-to-day, it's a day-to-day experience. Like every day can be something different. And, you know, as women, we have hormonal changes, like all of those things play into, you know, to what's going on. Um, our external world, you know, like, gosh, I can, you know, there's, there's real, there are real, you know, traumatic things that happen to us, uh, you know, and, and just because you're happy and everything's wonderful doesn't mean that, you know, something traumatic is not going to happen. And you're definitely could slip back into that depressed or anxiety ridden, you know, experience. So I think we just have to it's not about an in game. It's like, this is a human journey. This is the human experience. And like you're saying, there's, there's ups and downs to it all. And I think we have to find the best ways to support ourselves and, um, and roll with it because it's, it's either we roll with it or it rolls us one way or the other. And so I like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I like rolling with it a lot better. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people and they'll say, well, I have a good life, so I'm not deserving of being depressed or Mm. I shouldn't be anxious. I shouldn't be struggling with my mental health Yeah, because look at everything I have or I'm going to try to be grateful. But at the same time, I'm still battling these things. Did you ever struggle with any thoughts like that? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm. I definitely heard it from a lot of people. You know, like, what do you have to be depressed about? And it's like, it's really sad that we've we've equated having things to happiness. Um, and I think that's really what people need to keep in check is like when they look at someone who, quote unquote, has everything. It's like, well, first off, you don't know they're you don't know their life, you, you know, um, you, you know, you only see what is, what is there for you to, to, um, to see. And so we don't, everybody has some kind of struggle that they're struggling with, no matter who you are. And so, you know, I think that that's really as a society, um, something that we all need to keep in check and, and check ourselves on as like, we have, we have really come to equate having things with, with, uh, with happiness. And that is clearly, if we're saying these things, like, you know, they have everything and, you know, they don't have a right to be depressed. Like clearly we, that should give us our answer of that isn't the way. (laughs) And how'd you come up with the idea to name the podcast then the holy human podcast, instead of just naming it the, (laughs) the happiness podcast, what made you come up with that? Oh, you know, I feel like, well, because happiness is only, you know, I feel like a piece of the whole, like we, we are, like we just said, like we're, we're on this ride. This human experience is so multifaceted and, um, you know, really my whole journey of the past several years has been coming back to my wholeness to grab those, you know, get those fractured pieces and bring them back into, uh, feel like one whole human spiritual being. And so, you know, I knew I wanted to discuss, I wanted to discuss to discuss the totality of things on the podcast too, from spirituality to, you know, mental health to um body to wh- wherever we wherever it would take us. Um so yeah, there's it's kind of a multifaceted uh title because of my own journey and because of what I wanted to discuss and because of what I feel like the the whole and holy, um, because I do feel like this is a holy experience um, here on this planet that uh, it's all very, it's all very uh, 
intrinsically tied in. So yeah. I love that. And I know you're, by the time this episode airs, you'll have launched season two. So we're excited to see what's in store for the next season of your show. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I have totally enjoyed every conversation that we've had so far. And I um, have a beautiful podcast producer and I... I, but I love, I lo- I dig into every single book. Like I do, it's not like somebody just hands me questions and, and, um, I ask them, I'm really, really invested in the people we have on. And, um, I, I hope that people, you know, I'm, I, I wanted to utilize my own celebrity and my own name to, and my own connections with people that, you know, I might be, a, be able to get in contact with that others don't and be able to bring their wisdom to the to others. And so, yeah, that's really what this podcast has been about is being a facilitator to help not only, not only myself, but everyone. Right. Well, we appreciate that, that you're willing to do that, to share your own story and to talk to other people. Thank you. Okay. One last question for you. Yeah. If somebody who's listening is struggling right now with something and they don't even know where to go or where to start or what to do, what would be your number one tip for them? Oh, wow. Man. Um, well, if they're listening right now, I think they're in headed in the right direction. They're open, right? So I think being open, um, being open to a new way, being curious. Um, I, if your curiosity has led you to this podcast and you're listening, like I said, then you're you're on the right path. So I think it's uh my next thing would be to um to listen. I know that it, and this can be this can be very confronting, but to 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 sit and and listen to you, like what your guidance is the most important piece um, of anything. Outside noise is just everybody else's opinion is outside noise, really. So, um, whatever your uh, whatever your heart is telling you, um, and wherever your curiosity is leading you, allow that door to open and and walk through it because. Uh, you never know what's going to take you. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Leanne, for being on the Very Well Mind podcast. Thank you. Yay. Welcome to The Therapist Take. This is a part of the show where I break down my guest strategies for building mental strength and share how you can apply them to your own life. Here are three strategies that work for Leanne that might also work for you. Number one, share your experiences. When we keep things a secret, those secrets can start to rule our lives. We feel pressure to hide things, cover them up, and keep them hidden. Talking about them can help us feel free. But of course, it's important to be careful who you share your story with and when you share it. Number two, look at mental health as a journey because mental health is similar to physical health. A lot of people talk about their mental health issues in the past tense and only really talk about them once they're feeling better. They discuss how they conquered depression or overcame an anxiety disorder. Just like you're never done caring for your physical health, your mental health journey is going to be ongoing too. There'll be days and times in your life when you feel mentally healthy and other times when you're going to struggle. Looking at mental health as a journey as opposed to something you either have or you don't is really helpful. And number three, practice breathing exercises. Leanne talked about the importance of doing breath work. Breath work can refer to just about any type of breathing exercise. It's something that several of our other guests, like Daniel Howell, also swear by. 
As a therapist, we sometimes teach people specific breathing exercises that can help calm your body and your brain. And they also work to reduce intense emotions like anxiety. If you're interested in learning a specific breathing exercise, go listen to episode number 24. It's a breathing exercise that's really simple and easy to remember and a strategy I use quite often in my own life. You can also find lots of breathing exercises just by doing a little online research. There are tons of videos and apps that can teach you how to calm your brain and your body. So those are three of Leanne's strategies that I highly recommend. Share your experiences, look at mental health as a journey, and practice breathing exercises. If you want to hear more of Leanne's tips, check out her podcast, Holy Human. She just launched season two, and each episode is filled with strategies from Leanne and her guests that can help you feel more complete. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.